Blood Brothers Podcast, a Five Pillars Production. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, my dear brothers, sisters, friends, and the foes out there, and welcome to another episode of the Blood Brothers Podcast with your host, Didi Hussein. Today's guest is a very, very interesting one. I met him via Instagram. His story is amazing. And the very fact of the country which he originates from in and of itself has been on the news recently with regards to the growth of Islam. He is a YouTuber, he is a vlogger, and he is a new Muslim. And that is our dear brother, Shouta Shoytul Iman, a.k.a. the Muslim Samurai. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Oh, Shota, how are you? Alhamdulillah, very fine. Thank you. Have I pronounced your name properly? Shota. Shota, yes. yeah. Um, and so, and the Iman, I'm assuming, is the name you added when you became Muslim. Yeah. And when did you become Muslim, Baba Shota? Um, the last year, the 2020, first yeah. January. Okay, so so first of January twenty twenty, yeah. Okay, was it was it by coincidence that it was the first of the Gregorian year twenty twenty, or was it or was it something planned for the new Gregorian year? Or was it just by chance? So actually, I chose the first January because yeah. the for Japanese people, the first January is the super special day. Okay, so yeah. you chose a super special day for the day you came into Islam. Yes. When did you first look? I personally know your 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 story. Generally speaking, you've you've done videos on it, but I do want our listeners and our viewers uh, to hear the story. And and for those of you, please go check out Brother uh, Shelter's YouTube channel. It is the Muslim Samurai, uh, where he has mashallah fantastic content there. Tell us a bit about how you first came to know about Islam. When was your first encounter with Islam? Oh, well, that was around six years ago. Okay. Uh, I was the university student that was a fr- freshman yeah. and I joined the international program with the Indonesian. Okay. Uh, that was for the first time to meet the Muslim people. Yeah. So, it, so, 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 so you were doing a uh, studies with Muslims from Indonesia? No, really, actually. It's like... Um, Cultural exchange program. Ah, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. And, 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 and did you befriend a lot of Indonesians? You became yes. friends with us? Okay. Yeah. And that was your first exposure to Islam and Muslims on a close point of view, yes? Mm-mm. So when did it become a case of you looking into Islam? So actually, um, that was during the program. Okay. So um, we the Japanese students and the Indonesian students live together in the same house for around one month. So we have to cooperate with each other, right? Okay. For example, we have to cook together. So Japanese people have to consider Muslim for their halal food, for example. Mm. And gradually and naturally, the I came to understand what is Islam, who is the Muslim. And during the program, we have a final purpose, we have a goal, right? Mm. And that was to have a presentation to the local people in the countryside place 
yeah. uh, which was we, we were living there. And we have to, we have to suggest the future of the local place because we lived in the local place. And during the program, we came to understand the Muslims' characteristic. That was a little bit the special for me. I was very surprised the Muslims' characteristic. What kind of characteristics do you find uh, interesting or appealing? What kind of values and beliefs is it that you're referring to? Yeah, for the first time, I found the Muslim characteristic during the discussion with the Japanese and Indonesian. Mm. So, you, can you imagine? So, we have to stay together for one month. So, we cannot hide our true characteristic. Colors. Of course, right. it, 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 so basically it's, it's a foreign exchange program, isn't it? It's a foreign exchange program. You're having to live with people. So there's only so much yeah. of your beliefs and values you can actually hide when you're living with someone for a month. So that's when yeah. you first came, started seeing these values and beliefs, yes? Yeah, yeah. So we often, yeah, we came to um, get irritated with living another people, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. And in the daytime, we have to help the local people working like uh, agricultural, fishery, or local merchandising, or something like that. Yeah. So we, we have to work around uh, six, seven hours outside. And after helping the working, we have to discuss. Because we, we, we have a program, we have to make a presentation. But, you know, uh, usually, after working long hours, people don't want to discuss. They want to sleep. <laughs> so that's why the people easily get emotional, like irritated or angry. And especially, I can I I saw the Japanese people got irritated during the discussion with the Indonesian people. But at the, on the other hand, Indonesian people try to manage their emotional, even though their meeting is not, is not well. Mm. Mm. So you're saying that the Indonesian Muslims, they showed a level of patience after a hard day's work where from your observations, their Japanese counterparts were showing irritation and, and stuff like this, yeah? Yes. Did you go to Indonesia as part of this exchange? Yes, twice a time. And tell me about your experiences in Indonesia, because Indonesia is the most populated Muslim country in the whole world. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and the Indonesians are very proudly Muslim. Um, mm. so, so tell me about your experience uh, in your two visits to Indonesia. Okay. So, for the first time when I went to Indonesia, uh, I don't have any friends there. Yeah. And, how to say, I usually, no, not only I, but actually the common Japanese people have a characteristic of the shy. We usually shy. So, uh, we want to talk with the foreigner people, but we can't because of the characteristic. But 
Indonesian people um, always came to came to me and yes. oh what's your name and welcome to Indonesia where are you from oh my god you are Japanese wow something like that very friendly mm. yeah and was there was there anything about Islam or the Muslim lifestyle which you back then found a bit strange or you disagreed with was there anything about Muslims or Islam which you disagreed with or you found a bit uh, difficult to understand? Mm, Let me think a little bit. Okay, well you think, <laughs> but, 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 or would you say that most of the things which you saw made sense to you in terms of why mm. they believed those things? Yes, I think so. So, before, so, be, so, so what were your beliefs before you became Muslim on the 1st of January 2020? What was your beliefs before that? So in my in my brain, the religion that connects with the scientific evidence. Okay. So this was before Islam. You were someone who took scientific evidence and the scientific method something very seriously. Yeah. Okay. That means you must be a big fan of Dr. Zakir Naik because he loves the scientific miracles of the Quran. That's his yes. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay, you will definitely get along with my brothers from Aira, uh, because this is an area which they focus on. Mosin, what's the what's the name of the brother in Japan for Aira? Salman Salimoto. Sahimoto. Sagimoto. So we'll we'll connect the brothers after the podcast, inshallah. So yes, actually, actually, yesterday I yeah. joined the online class by the Sugimoto's. Really? Yeah. He, uh, brother, brother Shota, he joined the online webinar with the brother from Aira. We'll connect you guys together, inshallah, because Aira are one of the most, if not the most, active Dawa organization. Uh, they have a presence in Japan, they have a presence in Hong Kong and the Far East. So it'd be wonderful for you to discuss these things with brother Hamza Zoltzis and others who I know are far more passionate about these things. Um, did the, you know, the, you know, look, all around the world, in China, in the Far East, in India, in America, in France, across Europe. For the last 15, 20 years, there's been a huge propaganda that Islam is a backward religion, it is an extreme religion, it's a violent religion, and the Muslims who follow Islam properly, these are people who have regressive backward beliefs and values. They need to modernize, they need to become progressive. Did the, you know? You know? You know? They they either support terrorism or they sympathise with terrorism or something along these lines. This is what the whole world has been fed for the last twenty years, yeah, if not longer. Did none of this affect the way you thought about Islam and Muslims? For me, right? Yeah. Did 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 that did did that not pass your brain? Why do Muslims believe in things like cutting the hand of the thief or stoning the adulterer or harsh punishments? Th these kind of things. Men can have four wives. And did these things not trouble you? Mm -hmm. Yes, I I also watched the TV about these kind of things about Islam, mm. but mm, this is also one of my characteristic. Uh, from the when I was little, I am the type of the suspicious about okay. everything. And after 
joining the international program with the Indonesia. Yeah, I found out um, the information about Islam through the media was not 100% true. Absolutely, I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, because I saw, I saw it on my eyes. So you were saying that what you saw Muslims as being on an everyday basis was starkly different to what mm. the world media was saying about Islam and Muslims. Mm -mm. So four years ago, 2016, you were part of a foreign exchange program, an international exchange program. You met Indonesian Muslims. You visited Indonesia twice. At what point did it become a case of you now wanting to possibly become Muslim or consider becoming Muslim? When did that start? Hmm. Actually, um, before graduating from the, my university, yeah. I started to launch my own business about uh, halal tourism. So you, hold on, hold on. So you were, you were going to run a halal tourism business before you became Muslim? Yeah. Clever businessman you are. Very clever. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, tell me. Yeah, so you, so, so you started the halal tourism business and then? And then uh, I need more and more the supporter the, who, who is Muslim. Because my background, my background is not Muslim. So sometimes I mistake uh, if I treat, uh, treat with the Muslim people of the guest, customer. Yeah. That's why I need strong the helper, f helper. And mm. in this time of the launching my business, I went to the Islamic culture center in my city. Okay. And I, I found one of the leader of the culture center, and I explained the my business to to him. And he said to me, "So you need you need to understand more and more Islam. So why don't you come to um, Jumua?" Friday prayer, yep. because you can meet a lot of the Muslim and you can get a lot of the advice from the Muslim. And most of the Muslim welcome to me into the Jumu'ah prayer. And at that time I was not Muslim, but I came to the, I came to pray every single Friday for two months. So you did, you, t you attended Jumu'ah prayer for yes. two months. So that's like, <laughs> so that's like eight to 10 prayers in a week. You attended that, yeah? Yes. MashaAllah. And um, what year are we talking about? So you launched your Muslim travel uh, tourism business. What mm. year was that? Sorry? What year was that? Did you launch your business? When you visited the mosque for two week for two months, what year was that? 2018, 19? 2019. 2019. So yes. now now we're getting closer to the first of January 2020. Mm -hmm. When was that when was that leap? Because there is, there is always a leap of faith. Mm 
between researching Islam, seeing Muslims, befriending Muslims, being around Muslims, and then you take that leap to do shahada. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. What, what was that leap for you? When was it that you decided that this has to be the truth? I need to take my shahada. Tell me a bit about that leap. Okay. So, during the prayer, I came up with a lot of questions. Why Muslims have to take a wudu before yeah. pray? Yeah. And why Muslim people shouldn't eat pork, for example? Mm. And I asked all of my questions to the Muslim there. And they answered to me with the scientific evidence. But I was very surprised because I, I or the Japanese people saw, was thinking the religion is very far from the science. But Islam was not. And I was amazed because I, I am a scientific person because I majored in agriculture, especially phys- physics. Mm. And I believed in science before. So science was your religion before, basically? Yes, yes. Everything, everything that could be touched, sensed, observed, measured, you believed in? Yeah? Yes. Any empirical proofs is something that you would believe in? Yeah? Yes, yes. Okay. That is why my thought will be changed. And, oh, I, and I came to think I want to know Islam more. But now I, was, I am not Muslim. And maybe there is um, the maximum limit to understand because I am a not Muslim. That's why my, cur- my curiosity cannot stop. Absolutely. Mm. Be- and, and tell me about the day you decided that today I'm going to take my shahada and become Muslim. Tell me about that day specifically or the night before. Were you nervous? Were you happy? Were you excited? Did shaitan, did shaitan come to you and, and try prevent it, to try delay it? Did you have any concerns? Tell me a bit about the day or the day before. Tell me about the final build-up to taking your shahada. Uh, one week ago, I take shahada. Okay. So, if you became Muslim on the 1st of January 2020, Mm-mm. at what point did you decide, I'm going to do this, I'm going to become Muslim? Mm. How long before the 1st of January 2020? A week, mm. couple of days? When did you decide, I'm going to become Muslim? Mm. I'm going to take my Shahada. I have asked all my questions. All my doubts have been responded to. Mm. When did you decide, yes, I am going to do this? Maybe around one week, less than one week. Okay. Were you nervous? Did you have any doubts? Did you have any cold feet, as the English would say? Maybe, maybe not. Did you have these feelings? Actually, so much doubtful and nervous, Mm. more than positive positive feeling. (laughs) But Alhamdulillah, you got there, Alhamdulillah. You know, because the, to change the religion is to change your life. It's to change your life, you as a person change, naturally. Yeah. I cannot imagine 
uh, how I became to became Muslim. Hmm. And are you happy now that you made that decision? Very happy. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Uh, let me let, let me just ask you a few more questions before we move on to the next topic of discussion. Um, you so you so science was more or less your religion. You didn't believe in a concept of God before becoming Muslim. Mm. Or a greater being or a greater existential uh, energy or something that is greater, something that you revered. You did, did or did you or did you have a concept of God? Would you say you were would you say you are agnostic or atheist between the two? Actually, I believed in God. Okay. But did you believe that that God required worshipping and obedience? Uh, worshipping. Okay. Interesting. Mm. How did your do you have parents, Shota? My parents maybe don't believe in God. No, but 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 your mom and dad are still alive. Yes. And how did they take the message or the news of you becoming Muslim? How did they respond to that? So actually, uh, one until one month after I became a Muslim, my mom didn't know I became Muslim. Okay, so you kept and it away. From you. So you so you kept it secret for about a month, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I missed the best timing. I confessed to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> but the place, the place where I confessed to my mom, I mm. became a Muslim, is a little bit interesting point place. Where was it? Uh, the mosque. Oh really? It's inside of the mosque. How did you get her into a mosque? How did you do that? So, I suggest my mom to, oh, let's go to mosque. <laughs> <laughs> because she... my, my mom knows I am uh, running, running a halal business. Ah, yes, okay, okay. That's okay. why for her, that makes sense. Okay, okay. okay. Maybe, maybe for business. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. And and how was her reaction when you told her that you have become a Muslim? Okay. So actually, uh, when I when we entered to the mosque, yeah, there was a manager maybe come from Arab, yeah, and he came to us with the scaring face. What are you doing? Why you came here? And this place is very holy, very holy. So this is not for sightseeing. So you are not Muslim. So please get out. Well, that's that's very strange. Yeah. Non, non Muslims are allowed to enter the mosque to come see the mm -hmm. mosque. They're allowed. Mm -hmm. That's so that's mm -hmm. that's that, that can't have been good for your mom to see. Sadly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But. He he doesn't know I am Muslim, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> was he Jap I, was he Japanese like you? Oh uh, yes, yes. Okay, Some so Japanese. Okay. So and and how did your mom take that? Yeah, actually, I responded to the Arab manager. Yeah. Sorry, I am a Muslim. And my uh. mom heard. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> So that so in fact your mom found out due to a situation basically. Yeah. 
it wasn't a case of you sitting her down and saying, Mum, I have become Muslim. It, was, it came out during that exchange. <laughs> was she happy? Was she scared? Was she upset? What did she think? She cannot express anymore. Okay. Yeah, and the Arab manager changed the, his face. Oh, I'm sorry, you are Muslim, mashallah. So this is the this way uh. is the prayer room. So you can pray now. Asr is coming. Oh, <laughs> please, please. And me and my mom went mm. to the prayer room. And I confessed properly to my mom. Sorry, I didn't tell you. I became a Muslim. So from now I will pray. In front of you, so if you want to see, so you can see. And I pray. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide your dear mother and your family members to Islam. Amin. Inshallah. Amin. Amin. Inshallah. Inshallah. Um, moving on to staying on the topic of Islam and, and, and Japan and so forth, there was a recent study, uh, research carried out by Wasida University um, and the, the economist. Uh, did an article on it, it, did, it went viral um, According to them, the number of Muslims in Japan has doubled In the last 10 years um, The number is still of course small But the fact that it has doubled in the last 10 years is very interesting uh, does, th have you, uh, does that come as a surprise to you? That Islam is slowly but surely growing uh, in Japan And more and more people are accepting it Does that surprise you? Yes, actually, I didn't know the facts. Yeah, it was so Wasida University. Uh, you heard of Wasida University? No. Yeah, so W A S E D A, Wasida University. They oh, did a. I know. Yeah. So, yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah. So, so, so these guys they did a piece of research and they said the number of Muslims have doubled in Japan. Ooh. Does that does that surprise you that uh, the Japanese people slowly, slowly are becoming exposed and attracted to Islam? Or do you think it's, it's normal? What is the normal Japanese belief, by the way? What is Japan's main religion? Uh, they believe in Shintoism and Buddhism. Shintoism and Buddhism. Mm. When did you break away from Shintoism and Buddhism? When did you... Or were you always... Did you always believe that culturally, maybe? Maybe not rationally, but maybe you believed these things culturally. Um, when did you break away from Shintoism or Buddhism? Did you believe any of those two when you were younger? So actually, this is a little bit, the, a, little, a little bit, how to say, the, it's not usual for Japanese people, but we didn't, we don't think we believe in Buddhism, we believe in Shintoism, mm. but naturally, automatically, we try to follow the Buddhism statement or Shintoism statement. Mm. That's why in my in our mind, we we don't think we believe in Buddhism. Okay. It, it's like a culture. Okay. Do you are, are you surprised, Shota, that Muslims in Japan have doubled in the last ten years? Are you surprised by that, or do you believe this is normal? This is natural. Actually, I am very surprised the fact because in my place, which is the countryside place, yeah. we rarely see the Muslim. The very few opportunity to see the Muslim. 
Where are you from? Where are you currently located? I came from the Nagoya. Okay. How how far is that? How how far is that from Tokyo? So maybe around. I don't know how far, but it takes around two hours by express train. How far are you from Nagasaki or Hiroshima? How far are you from these places? Oh man, it's super super far. Okay, what was it? How about Okinawa? How far are you from there? Maybe from here to Okinawa, three or four hours by plane. So, so Tokyo. So, so Tokyo is the closest to you from all those places I've mentioned. Yeah. And in your local area, where is your local mosque? How far is your mosque from where you live? Actually, the nearest mosque is mm, three hours by wow. car. Subhanallah. But currently, from where I see, are you in some kind of Islamic center or a Dawah center currently? Islamic center. Now, okay. here is Dawah center. Okay, and where is that Dawah center located? In Osaka. Okay, mashallah. And does it do Dawah activities with society? Does it invite people to, Muslim, uh, to Islam? Yes, uh, for the university students and yeah. for the business person. Okay. Uh, Shota, let me ask you something. I don't mean to cause you any disrespect. Yeah, all the Japanese people who will watch this podcast. But outside of Japan, right? The people who don't know much about Japanese society or Japanese people have look, whether we like to admit it or not, all people have stereotypical views about other people. That's normal. We have to accept this. Some of them are good, some of them are bad, some of them are just whatever the mainstream cultural projection is. So, I don't know much about Japanese society or Japanese people. I just know that there was once a warrior people called the Samurais. Mm-hmm. I know that the Japanese people have fantastic work ethics and organizational skills. Mm-hmm. And I know that you travel very lightly, right? Be, and, 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 and I know that you, you are on the verge of uh, taking over the entirety of Asia during World War II. Beyond that, I don't know much about it. Yeah, and, 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 and so do a lot of Muslims who are going to be watching this They won't know much about Japanese people or Japanese society mm-hmm. Is it true that Japanese people have fantastic work ethics and organizational skills? Yes, true, I think so This is something that you guys take great value and, 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 and pride in, yeah? Mm-hmm. Is it true that you travel lightly when you do travel? Very much, very much Yeah? In terms of family, in terms of the importance which Japanese society stresses to family, um, is it true that Japanese people generally are too busy working to build families and have children, or is this a myth? Is this not true? So actually, you know, um, the Japanese adults work work so many hours, super super hard. So after coming back to home, they don't want to do anything. They don't want to communicate with the family, the children. So usually the, the, the business person want to sleep as soon as possible because from tomorrow they have to get up 
early early time and take a train for maybe one or two hours usually they don't have time to to be relaxed so J japanese for example father father sometimes think to take care of the their family makes them the stressful and 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 are you telling me this is something that's quite normal in japanese society work hard work hard play hard maybe think about family later if you have time are you telling me that's quite common in japan yes that's why the younger generation don't want to marry okay uh, so does that mean does that mean wanting to get married okay forget about marriage mm -hmm. because Marriage is one of those things, unless your religion tells you that you need to be married before being in relationships, you know, which is not a common thing in the West anymore, even though it is a Christian belief. Um, what about children outside of wedlock? Like if, you're, if you've got a boyfriend, girlfriend, you're dating and you have children, is this not common either? Oh, very common. Oh, so children outside of marriage is common? Yes, yes. Okay. So, with that, with what you've just described, there has to be a spiritual or family emptiness, surely, amongst many Japanese people. People who work seven, eight, nine, ten hours, come back home tired, exhausted, go to sleep, wake up, do the same thing again six, seven times a week. It's very hard to fit in family, let alone religion and God, into your life, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think with that mentality, Islam proposes something better for Japanese society? Of course, I think so. So usually, um, there is a one data, the Japanese adults that tends to be killed themselves or suicide. Con yeah, suicide comparing to another country. The main reason is the working, working so hard that without considering their family, the only considering the money or their fame status. That's why they sometimes realize why am I living now? It's not worse anymore. And these are natural fitri questions. You should know this, that naturally all human beings, Muslim or non-Muslim, religion or no religion, at some point in your life, you will always question your purpose of life. How did I come here? What is my purpose here? And where am I going to after this? Is there anything after this? This is normal. Whether there's Muslim or non-Muslims, at some point or another in your life, you will ask yourself these questions. Um, Again, I, I, I don't want to cause you any disrespect and I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, there is a lot of news coming out from places like Japan, like South Korea, um, that as a result of not being married, as a result of being too busy with work, uh, mainly men, mainly men, but women also are resorting um, intimacy, sexual intimacy and relationships with a, a artificial intelligence, with, uh, you know, robots and stuff like this. Um, is this something that you have heard? Or is this a, a rumor or a myth? 
Yes, there is actually. There is. That's crazy, man. Like, subhanAllah. That's sad. It's sad, isn't crazy. it? It's sad. Of course. Um, we, it's sad because, you know, when I think of the Japanese people, I'll be honest with you, because you think sometimes with people, the Japanese people are so productive. They are so well organized. They are administratively so strong. Yeah, their history says it. They're a fighting warrior people. They come back from defeats. We know this. Yeah, that Islam would make them even greater. I think about this about the Japanese people. Um, so it is sad when you hear these things, and it's very telling of society that to want to have children, to want to have relationship, to want to love and be loved. This is a normal human being traits. Yeah. And to relegate that and replace it with artificial intelligence or robots, it's a sad reality. And I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah guides the people of Japan to Islam, inshaAllah. Ameen. 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 Yeah. Before, before we bring the podcast to a close, I have to ask you some questions about the samurais. You call yourself the Muslim samurai. Who, yes. were, who were the samurais? So, samurai means the servant. So especially the servant who protect someone, okay, like a ministry in this time of the samurai, okay. But in my brain, the samurai would connect with the Muslim, because Muslim also the servant of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Absolutely. Yeah, that's and and also, so many of the foreigner. See, know the samurai, what is a samurai, roughly. Of course. Yeah, so if I named my YouTube channel Samurai Muslim, maybe they can guess the Japanese Muslim, right? <laughs> that, was a, that was a very clever choice of words that was. And also meaning, meaning will be connected. So the samurai people or the samurais, how long did they exist for? Mm, it's around uh, 200 years. 200, 200 years. Did you ever watch the movie with Tom Cruise, The Last Samurai? Yes, I love How, this movie. <laughs> you like it, yeah? How accurate yeah. is that? Because Hollywood has a track record of lying about history a lot. So how accurate was The Last Samurai? Was it generally accurate, historically accurate? Yes, yes, I oh. think so. Okay. Are there any descendants of samurais today? People who come from samurai lineage? Mm, yes, actually there is. But most of the people don't know the lineage before. Okay, they, they're unaware mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And were they really as skillful with the katana sword as they say? Yes, yes. There is now. There is also the katana class. Yeah. Here, yeah. Do you have a katana sword? No. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I come to Japan or you come to England, can you get me a katana samurai sword for purely uh, recreation? Actually, not even recreational, for uh, what's the word, Mosin? <laughs> for show, for show, not for use, just in case MI5 or anyone watching this. I have asked my friend for ornamental purposes. Mm -hmm. katana, katana swords are very famous swords. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Yes, gangs across the world use them. <laughs> okay, let me ask you one more question. Let me ask you one more question before you go. Mm 
So we've talked. You've spoken about samurai. Can we talk? How about? Do you think there will ever be a time where we could give dawa to the yakuza? Dawa to yakuza? Yes. Hmm. I've never think about that. Because <laughs> they are human beings. They are Allah's beings as well. Allah's slaves and. You know, that would be crazy. Can you imagine Dawa to the Yakuza? Mm. Or is that too, or is that, or is that too, too dangerous? Not worth it? <laughs> yeah, my priority is my, my, my life. My life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe a bad idea. Maybe, maybe it's a bad idea. Shota, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast, my dear brother. Um, uh, next time you're in the UK, you will be a guest in person, inshallah. And rest assured, if, rest assured, if I come to Japan, uh, I will definitely come make some time for you and, 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 and make sure that I will come and see you. Thank you very much for coming onto the podcast. May Allah bless you. May Allah preserve you. May Allah bless, your, may Allah bless your family and your friends, your dear mother uh, to Islam. I mean, uh, it was an absolute pleasure, my dear brother. Thank you. Jazakallah khairan. Barakallahu fiqh, my dear brother. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Brothers and sisters, friends, I hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. Uh, Brother Shota is a truly an interesting individual. Please check out his YouTube channel, The Samurai Muslim. Subscribe to it. And whilst you're there, don't you dare go over to his channel without subscribing to this channel. And check this podcast out in all the uh, podcast platforms which you can now find Blood Brothers. For those of you who are still searching and looking to catch up on season one, you can go over to the Mad Mumlux channel on Apple Podcasts. But generally speaking, you'll find us on all the major platforms. Please subscribe, please like, please comment, please share. And until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Blood Brothers Podcast, a five pillars production. Thank you.